Hey, it's Scott McIntyre. And I'm Christina McIntyre. Welcome to the Enduring Hope Podcast, where we encourage you to trust God in every circumstance. Testimony is a powerful thing. Christina and I feel really blessed to witness the impact our story has had on the hearts of others. We've seen lives changed in amazing ways, including moments when people find hope in Jesus for the first time. Our testimonies include some pretty extreme life and death situations where God showed up in incredible ways. And we know hearing about what we've been through can be encouraging to others who are enduring their own trials. But here's the thing. A testimony does not have to include extreme circumstances in order to be a powerful witness for Jesus. It's not our difficulties that attract people to the kingdom of God. It's the genuineness of the truth, hope, healing, and redemption we're walking in today. The primary purpose of all human existence is to glorify God, and it's the same for a Christian testimony. It's true that by including our personal failures, past struggles, relationship problems, and even our brokenness, we can remove barriers and make others feel more comfortable with us. But it's not our sin we're putting on display. It's what Jesus has done with it on the cross and what he continues to do in our lives through his burial, resurrection, and the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit. That's right. Every person who has accepted the free gift of salvation by faith in Jesus and experienced the beginning of new life in him has a powerful testimony. There's no need for sensational stories or smooth rhetoric skills when sharing it. Just look at what the Apostle Paul tells us about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1-5. to He says, And I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. And my speech and my message were not implausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Mm. Also, we might be tempted to think that people don't really care about Christian testimonies like they used to. We wonder if simply sharing our story isn't intellectually sophisticated enough or convincing enough to cause anyone to think twice. But remember, God uses our testimony for His purposes. Our only role is to plant a seed and leave the outcome to Him. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 7 gives us a great reminder. It says, So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. As Christians, we are seed planters, planting seeds of the hope, freedom, restoration, and healing found only in Jesus Christ. Part of our testimony is about us and what we've lived through, but the majority has to be the story of the one who deserves our all. It's about singing his praises and inviting people to come meet him. A few years after we got married, I was in a women's Bible study that encouraged us to write out a two-minute version of our testimony, memorize it, and be able to share it when the opportunity arose. It was a stretch for many of us ladies. We were trying to figure out what to share and how to make it an encouragement for others. That's really cool. I think it's a good practice for all Christians to be able to articulate what God has done in their lives and recognize that this story might change over time too as we experience different seasons of hardship and hope. Not everyone has a dramatic testimony like the Apostle Paul who was confronted by Jesus on the road to Damascus before going blind and ultimately believing in him and having his sight restored. A testimony could be as simple as mine was before Scott and I got married. I grew up in a Christian home with loving parents, but as a college student, 
I really decided to own my faith as I saw God's work in my life. Through many trials and circumstances, God has brought me closer to Him, which motivates me to share about His love to a broken world. For me, the simple version might be, growing up blind, I learned a lot about what it meant to have faith in something I couldn't see. But at 19, when I learned I had end-stage kidney failure, my faith was really tested. God brought me through that and so many other trials, and I see His enduring love for me in my life. As a married couple, our testimony has grown to include our journey through Scott's second kidney transplant. During that time, we learned so much more about dependence on God and what it means to fully surrender. We learned about how to have joy in the midst of difficult circumstances while we're still in the trial, not waiting until we're on the other side. When each of us shares our testimony, we might tell a bit about who we were before Jesus, how we came to know him, what he's doing in our lives now, and then make an invitation like this one in Psalms chapter 34, verse 8, that says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. And this one in Psalms 66, verse 5, that says, Come and see what God has done. He is awesome in his deeds towards the children of man. Most of all, we can remember that our testimony isn't validated by the way we lived our lives yesterday, but in how we walk out our salvation today and tomorrow. Philippians chapter 2 verses 14 and 15 are encouraging. They say, Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish, in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. So as we remain in Christ and bear the fruit of his spirit over time, our daily life becomes the best testimony we could ever share. If you're enjoying the podcast, would you take a moment right now to rate and write a review for us? We'd appreciate it so much. 